Shavua Tov, everybody, and uh, welcome to Chai FM for the week studying Torah on air. How absolutely fantastic. And today we are going to really be studying about the air, the air that we breathe and the air that was created at the beginning of creation. And um, as always, I love that uh, you join the conversation, whether it is a question, a comment, um, something that, that you want to know. I'll do my level best to assist you in it. We are studying. Studying the book of Bereshish, the book of creation, the, the, the Genesis itself, um, the first chapter. I think it's going to take us quite a while to actually get through. I think the first the first chapter of Genesis, which is not the first parsha, um, which is generally the way that we attack um, the learning of Torah every week. We we have another parsha read in the in in the synagogue, and we've got fifty two parashiyot, fifty two different. Uh, Segments of the Torah And one of my, my peeves is that When it comes to the book of Bereshit When it comes to the book of Genesis We go, we go through it so very quickly Simply because it comes on the hill Of Simchat Torah Of uh, the time where we celebrate The completion and the beginning The renewal, the, the new um, cycle Of learning the Torah So the first chapter Or two or three or four of Genesis Is action packed It's got a tremendous amount It's, it's about the creation of the world About understanding um, Adam and Eve And understanding all, all the stuff That happened there at the beginning Which is for me I've always found to be Unbelievably fascinating And you know to learn what's embedded In, in um, the, these verses Really gives a lot of instruction A lot of a direction into why we are here 5,700 odd years later and uh, what the reason and the purpose of creation was all about. Well, we left off last week just completing the creation of the world. We finished up with the creation of light and dark and we finished with the verses that, that I think it was verse 5 that read that it was evening vayihi erev vayihi voker yom echad that it was evening it was morning it was one day it was one 24 hour period and um God now starts putting everything that he had created in the first day into its place in the consequent days so we are effectively now going to learn what happened on Monday, on the second day of creation. And one of the little things I want to drop out now, maybe you have got some insight into it, is why is it that Mondays generally are bad days? Meaning that, you know, you don't find too many people that are exceedingly excited to get up on a Monday morning. Yes, it comes on the heel of a, of a weekend. Um, but generally, Monday does is, is is not a very exciting day in a person's calendar. Well, I'm not sure if you know there is a biblical reason for it, and if you do know it, uh, why don't you drop us an SMS on three four five one nine, or you can WhatsApp us on o six one eight nine five one o one nine, or you can call in on o one o one four o. 3020. Why are Mondays, why has Monday got a bad name? Um, even though, <laughs> look, today's Monday. I'm feeling pretty good and, and happy to be in the studio with you. But generally, you know, Monday mornings are hard to get up. They're, they're, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty hard to pull yourself out of bed on a Monday morning. Well, we'll leave that as a question and uh, we'll see 
out there who is, in fact, listening and who wants to be part of the conversation. We'll get back to it once we've gone into the verses. So let's, let's, let's get stuck into what happens next. We're coming on the heels of the earth kind of being a bit of a mishmash. There's, there's, there's fire and there is air and there is, there's light, there's darkness. And in the earlier verses, we also know that there was water because we are told that Ruach Elokim Mirachefet Al Hamayim, that God was hovering over the divine presence was hovering over the surface of the water. So there was water. And now we can see that we've got all the elements that um, are there, the basic elements of how we create the world. We've got the water, the fire, the earth. I'm sorry, not the earth, the water, the fire, um, the, the, the light, the darkness. Now God is going to start putting everything in place and giving some form to the world. And the first thing that God does, and this is the beginning of the second day of creation, we have the following words, Vayomer Elohim, and God said, Yehi rakia betoch Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, Vayehi mavdil ben maim lemaim, and let it separate between water and water. And this is, by the way, a, a very interesting section of Chumash because even the Rambam, um, the Rambam, I think, or maybe it is it's the Rambam, Maimonides goes and says that this day, this Monday, that which was created is, is so profoundly mysterious in nature. It is so very remote and incomprehensible that there's not much to really understand about it because it, it was it was such a deep creation. But we're going to try and understand it just on a superficial level, maybe on a little bit of a deeper level. But there was a tremendous amount that was created in those words when God says, "Let there be a firmament um, in in the in the heavens and let it let it separate between water and water. The first thing I have to bring to everybody's attention is that you see now the word Vayomer Elohim that God said, which again is indicative that um, God is creating. We said that the world was created with ten utterances. This is one of them. Okay. Um, now, what does it mean that God says Yehi Rakia? Let there be a firmament. What is a firmament? So all the rabbis um, start looking at the shorish of the word, at the shorish of the word Rakia, um, and most follow Rashi, who's the foremost commentator. On the Chumash, and he says it comes from firmare, to make firm, to solidify. So what God was doing now is he was probably taking what can be in my mind like just a lot of water, water everywhere, and he starts making a division of where the waters should go. So in creating this firmament in the, in the explanations that I have read out, read up about. It was kind of creating the atmosphere. There was going to be lower waters and there were going to be higher waters. And this rakia, um, the word rakia means that God went and solidified the expanse. He went and said, okay, we've got to like make some divisions now. This water, please, can you go this way? This water, can you go the other way? And what really happened is that the atmosphere was created. And this atmosphere 
would now separate higher waters from lower waters, waters that were below and waters that were above. And most, most of the commentators hold that. But what's very interesting is that whilst there was this separation of waters, and we kind of now seem to get the concept that there is the rakia, which they call generally firmament, I would call it the atmosphere. We also have the concept of Shemaim, of heavens. And there is a interesting discussion that takes place about, is there just one heaven? Good heavens. One heaven, or are there many heavens? And very, very interestingly, um, it seems that there are many rakirs and many Shamaims, there are many heavens and many, many firmaments, and um, I'm not going to have the ability to go through all the different firmaments, but I want to actually tell you their names and a little bit about each one. So um, this is from Rabbi Yehuda. Okay, and Rev Resh Lakish, this is the uh, discussion in the Gomorrah. Rab, Rabbi Yehuda goes and says that there are only two firmaments, while Resh Lakish went and said there are seven, and most rabbis hold that there are actually like seven types of heavens that, that, that were created on this second day. So just as a, uh, as an introduction, what we are going to do is we're going to Learn the names of each of these seven rakirs, these seven firmament come heaven spaces, and just understand what is happening in them. Of course, they're going to be esoteric and beyond us, and that's why the Rambam goes and says, this day, the creation was, to a very large extent, incomprehensible. You're listening to Robertson Adol Kazilski. Welcome back, and uh, let's get our teeth stuck into what the name of these firmaments were called. So this is according to Resh Lakesh. And as I said before the break, there are um, many, many opinions, but we hold that there are primarily seven. And this is really how it goes. Resh Lakesh says the first firmament is called Vilon. And it is the brightest of all, and it illuminates the world. Um, at night, we are told that it is closed, so the world is dark. Um, others say the opposite is true, that it's open at night and closed by day. But this is a, a atmosphere that, that brightens the world. I, I, I personally kind of understand that to be that, um, Interface between Earth and what we know as, as as the universe, because through there, many other rabbis go and say it is through this rakia, this permanent, where everything that is outside of the universe or anything that is kind of extraterrestrial, anything that's you know beyond our understanding, actually gets filtered and comes through into this world. So that is the one that is called Vilon. Just before we carry on, I've just got an, uh, uh, a WhatsApp asking that we learn Le'iloi Nishmas Yitzhak Ben Herschel. May the Neshama have a, an aliyah. The second firmament is called Rakia, um, and in this Rakia, which is the second one, hangs the sun, the moons, the stars, and the planets. And obviously, when we come to the fourth day, we will see that God places um, the the celestial bodies in in place there, and this is known as the second of the heavens or the second of the firmaments. The third is called Shekachim, 
And this is the place, and now we're going to start getting esoteric, so don't ask too many questions. This is the place, we're told, where the manna is prepared for the righteous in the world to come. It is also the source of mercy to help people in times of trouble. I'm sharing information. As I said to you, this is esoteric stuff. The fourth is called Zvul. And here we are told by Resh Lakish that this contains the Upper Jerusalem as well as the, the, the Beta Migdash Lamaila, the, the, the temple up in heaven. And this Upper Jerusalem, this Yushalayim Lamaila, the higher Jerusalem and the higher temple parallels what we have physically in our world in the Beta Migdash here on, 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 on the planet and, and, and Jerusalem as, as we know it. And it says, that Michael, Michael, the greatest of all the angels, who is the guardian angel of Israel, has an altar, has a mizbeach in this firmament, and he offers the souls of righteous when they leave the physical world. The fifth, we are told by Resh Lakish, is called Ma'on, and here this firmament, this, this heaven contains the myriads of angels who sing before God all night because it says that during the day, the angels stay still because that is when the Jews are praying to God. And I'm going to come back a little bit and discuss the angels because we are taught that on the second day, not only was this, this firmament in its, in its, maybe in its different levels, in the seven levels, or in its entirety was created, but it was on this day that all the angels were created. And there are many, many creations of angels. In fact, there are ten watches of angels. But let's just continue and understand the, the various other, um, other firmaments. The sixth firmament is called Machon, and here we are told the following. This firmament contains many chambers with doors of fire, and inside these chambers chambers are evil clouds and dews, as well as strong winds associated with hurricanes and tornadoes, and also found there are poisonous waters that burn and kill trees, plants, when they fall upon them. And we're told that King David would pray these powerful angels to be brought down from heaven and placed in the depths of the earth. Um, and this was a great favor. It was something that was good that King David did because it said, since if they remained in heaven, the world would suffer whenever people sinned. Very interesting. And finally, the seventh firmament is called Aravot. And inside this firmament, um, we are told Aravot contains life, peace, blessing and success, as well as we'll find there the souls of the righteous, both those who have already completed their journey through the physical world and those who have not yet been born. And it also contains um, the good Jews with which the dead will be resurrected. So there you have it. We have seven firmaments. Now, what's very, very interesting is that we are told that other things were created on this day. It wasn't only a separation of between two um, waters, and not only was there this like atmosphere cr created between them and, and angels created between them, but in fact, there were other things created. There was the fire of Gehenna was created on that day, the fire of purgatory, and that in and of itself um, requires a, 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 a big discussion. Just very quickly, 
on one foot. What is the concept of hell and heaven or hell and Gun Aden? What, what is this concept? You know, in our minds, we always kind of like, Conjure up um, a very hot place, a place of, of of burning, a place where where it's it's pretty intolerable, and perhaps it is all of that. But in understanding it, um, perhaps the 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 way that I've wrapped my around my, my mind around it is imagine, and sometimes you don't have to imagine it because it does happen to you. You're standing in a crowd of people. A lot of people and somebody in the crowd embarrasses you in a very, very vicious way. Okay. And, um, you, 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 you become unbelievably embarrassed by it. You get a rush of blood to your face. You feel like you're burning up and all you want is that the, 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 you know, the earth should swallow you up at that point in time. I've unfortunately had that experience and particularly once where somebody said something. It, it was un, Unjustified, but nevertheless, it was a very, very embarrassing situation. And I just, I just wanted to disappear at that point in time because there was no place for me to go and justify or do anything or say anything. It was just, it was what it was. Um, and I've, I've learned, um, the rabbis explaining Gehenim to be such a place, purgatory, hell, or whatever it is that you want to call it, is such a place. It is a space when after 120 you come up, um, to, 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 to the heavenly court where you go through a process of judgment. They go and they look at what you have done good in this world. They look at what you haven't done so well in this world. And if there needs a period of cleansing, then you are sent off into this space called Gehenim. And really, what is Gehenim? It is not a physical burning, not, you know, a creature walking around with a pitchfork, making it uncomfortable. It's a space in which you burn with embarrassment. At what it is that you've done A place where you cannot go and start Defending but it was his fault But it, it, it was this but I wasn't Feeling well that day and, and trying to get yourself Out of it it's the recognition that It is what it is um, I'm living in the world of truth That which has been You know delivered to me I cannot Deny um, and you, you you Suffer the cleansing by coming to that That, that, that all knowing Recognition that some, that you've done something wrong. That is Gehenim. So anyway, we're told that the fire of Gehenim was created on this day and all the angels were created on this day. Um, we are also told that, that one of the interesting things here is that this is the day where machloikis or machlakot, uh, strife, Argument was created. Why? Because God took this body of immense water and he started separating it. He started dividing it up. Okay. Um, following on to, of the verses, what does it say? Vayas elokim God made this permanent, which means he made this space now between one water and another. Vayavdel ben mayim asher mitachet l'rakia uvein hamayim asher me'al harakia l'larakia. He separated between the waters now that were beneath the firmament and the waters that were above the firmament. Okay, vayechichin, and that's how it was. And the verses continue to say vayikra elokim l'rakia shamayim. He calls the 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 firmament. Shamayim, heaven, vayhi, vayhi erev, vayhi boker, 
uh, Yom Sheni, and it was evening, and it was morning the second day. So we've got here a separation, and our rabbis come and teach us that Monday is known for its divisiveness. Monday is known for its strife, and very interestingly, uh, we are we we are we are also taught that. Um, all the argument, all the negativity that came out um, into the world was actually created on the second day. If for for those who pray every single day, we know that we say a verse of Tehillim uh, at the end. It's Hayom Yom Sheni. Today is the second day. The Shabbat, counting to the Shabbat. Shebo Hayu Haleviim Omrim Bebet Hamikdash. And this is what the Levites would say in the temple. So each day, each of the seven days has a specific Tehillim, a specific Psalm that is uh, that is that uh, that they read. And the one for the day for 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 the day of Monday um, is a day that is a, is a Tehillim that was authored by Korach. By that man in the time of the Bible, in the time of the wandering in the desert, Korach, a cousin of Moshe, that created a lot of dissension, created a lot of, 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 of divisiveness in the Jewish people. He came and he argued to Moshe that why are you raising yourself above all the other Jews and why can't we be equal and you should be sharing the kahuna, you should be sharing the priesthood and, and, and sharing the the, the leadership of the Jewish people. And we know at the end what happened to Korach. He actually got swallowed up. Um, him and all the people that followed him. So it's, it's taught that the day of Monday is a day that where divisiveness was created, where there was a schism, where there was a separation. And its nature is such that that's where all argument, all rebels, all um, you know, um, divisions of 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 an argumentation comes from. Now, interestingly, one of the other things that sticks out when it comes to the Monday is that the words "Vayar Elokim Kitov" that God saw that it was good. That verse, which is found on the first day, on the third day, the fourth day, the fifth day, the sixth day, is not found on the second day because certainly. Um, on all other days, um, things that were created were good. On this day, um, we are taught that it wasn't good. Why? Because the fire of Gehenna was created. Because division, Machloikis, was created. And the waters, we were to- are told, actually, divided against their will. We are also taught that the angel of death, the Malachamavet, was created. We know that Moshe, who um, who would always be referred to as Tov, as good, that's, that's how he's um, described in the Torah, he was destined to be punished, how? Through the waters at Meriva, okay? Through, a, a, through water, that's how he got punished. But on a more practical level, the rabbis go and teach us that the words kitov are not found simply because God did not complete the work on the second day. On the second day, he separated the waters that were below and the waters that were above, and he called the waters above shamayim. But it is only when we start going into the third day that God goes and 
puts the waters that are below um, in its in its own place. So kind of second day, waters above, waters below, but what we know and the planet that we know is still completely covered in water. So the job of the water down below had not yet been completed. On the third day, which we will learn next week, um, God says, let the waters beneath the heavens gather into one area and let dry land appear. And what happens then on the third day of creation is that we have the pronunciation of Ketov twice. It was good twice because there was then the completion of the ingathering of the waters, which had started on the second day, and then the Ketov um, for the fact that land was brought into being and the land starts sprouting vegetation. But more about that um, further on. So when we look at the 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 creation of the second day of of the second day we actually like visualize in our minds quite a a chaotic time quite a, a tremendous amount of being created but not it it wasn't in a in a good space and that really answers why mondays are pretty bad for most people okay monday has an energy of being chaotic of being like it's, it's 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 something that obviously divides our week from our weekend, divides us from what is coming from behind us to what is going there, and most people feel pretty unsettled on a Monday. Now, one of the other uh, things that was created on this Monday is that there was the creation. Of all the angels. Now, you might think that the creation of the angels should have perhaps happened the day before when, you know, everything that was spiritual um, and, and intangible was created. But our rabbis teach us that the, on the first day of creation, the, the, the Torah is very specific in, in pushing the point that the only force that was there at the beginning of creation was God. Because if we had put the angels as creations on the first day, then there could be, God forbid, the idea of people saying that the angels were in collaboration with God and that they helped him create. So um, on the first day of creation, we only have God. On the second day, we have the angels. Now, again, I am not a uh, a uh, a person who understands too much about the angels. I can tell you the following: that there are five groups of angels. There are different types of angels. There's actually many, many different types of angels. Um, apparently, five groups of angels were created on. The second day, another two types of angels, were, the Midrash tells us, was created on the fifth day. And they are called the following, the Arelim, the Malachim, the Ofanim, the Srafim, and the Hashmalim. Those are the three types of, uh, the five types of angels, apologies, the five types of angels that were created um, on this day. And they landed up finding themselves in the fourth heaven. Now, not only do we have five types of angels, we also then have ten watches of angels that are divided into three groups, and each of them sing praises to Hashem at appointed times. So, kind of in this on on this second day, what we are actually seeing is the creation of like the upper atmosphere, the upper the, the upper levels of. 
the creation of the universe of of this cosmos that we know we kind of like always think that you know it's just us that is around that is not true the torah does believe in the concept of angels the torah does believe in extraterrestrials there are many many other creations outside that which we know on planet earth so let's go back to these uh, this this group of of these ten watches of angels and how they divided into three groups etc. It says in the morning all the stars and the planets and the angels sing praise each according to its nature, and when the sky lights up the heavens also begin to sing praise. Now one of the things that um, these three groups of angel um, sing we are told actually mimics that which we do. In Shul, when we say the prayer of Kedusha, you know, Kedusha is that silent prayer that we um, say when we are repeating the Shemona Esrei, the silent prayer, the, the Amidah, the 18 um, uh, blessings that we make in silent prayer. When the Chazan repeats that aloud, we come to a a verse after the 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 the, the third uh, in the third bracha where we say a thing called kedusha, and what we do there is we put our feet together, and we say the words kadosh 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 Hashem tzavakot, holy 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 is Hashem the Lord of hosts. Very interestingly, this is a mimic of what these three watches, these three groups of angels do in Shemayim. You're listening to Robertson Adol Kazilski. And from there, let's go into the academy in heaven where we are told that these three groups of angels, um, the, the Ma'am Lo'ez says that the first group of angel will sing Kadosh, will only sing one praise to God. The second group will sing Kadosh Kadosh. Um, and the third group will sing Kadosh, 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 Hashem Tzavakot, as we do um, down here on, um, on, uh, on, on earth. So we actually mimic this singing. Interestingly, they've got their times and their places. One Midrash goes and says that certain angels only sing once a day, others praise once a week, some once a month, some once a year, some once in seven years, and some once only in 50 years at the Jubilee cycle. Um, the Jew down here, and many, many times that the angels will wait for the Jew to sing the praise before, uh, be, before, be, be, before we do. And uh, one of the interesting ideas about the Kedusha down here, the, the prayer that we say um, in the shul when we are repeating can only be done if there is a minion. If there's a minion present um, in the shul, then there can be Chazarat shots, and we say, um, we, we say the Kedusha. Um, it says that when we say this Kedusha, one should raise one's eyes upwards and raise oneself on one's toes when saying these words. We're not to dance or to jump, but we should just lift ourselves slightly, um, acknowledging that we are trying to lift ourselves up. One of the interesting things is, is that we kind of like lift ourselves onto our toes three times. And uh, the Ma'amloes explains that we are trying to um, mimic the three worlds, the terrestrial world, the astronomical world, and the world of angels. Another reason why we jump 
you know, not jump, but, but we, we, we lift ourselves up um, and immediately down is to teach that the human mind can't grasp God's greatness. We try, we try to elevate ourselves and then we come down. We're also told regarding Kedusha that we should say it with, 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 with joy um, because we, are, we, in a sense, merit to, to emulate the angels. There was, there's a story told once of a man in Bavel in Babylon, which is today modern Iraq, who had repented because he had not studied Torah, but he felt very, very bad about his lack of knowledge. And one day when he came to, when, when the reader came to the Kadusha, um, he recited the words Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh very loudly. And when people asked him, why are you raising your voice so loudly? He replied, I'm not, I am not worthy of knowing the Torah or the Mishnah, but now I can raise my voice and it restores my soul. And uh, we were told that within a year or two, this person emigrated back to the Holy Land from Bavel and he was appointed as an officer in the Sultan's army. And he was placed in charge of all the castles in the Holy Land and he was given a very large estate of his own. And uh, this, the, the, on his estate, he built a city, he called it Colonia, and it belonged to him and his children and his children's children for, for many, many generations. Just an interesting um, idea of somebody who took um, the, the saying of Kadosh, 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 Hashem Tzavakot pretty, uh, pretty seriously. Going back to our verses, of um, the, the the separation between um, the the various heavens, what we can su- surmise from here, the way we can sum up things, is that it seems from all 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 uh, opinions over here that God actually created many heavens, and we are taught in 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 many many places that there is a connection between the various heavens and that there is a there is a a shefa there is a an energy that travels up and down so to speak these various heavens now one of the interesting things is that shamayim the word heaven can be divided into sham mayim that there, there is water. And our rabbis teach that the water there is not necessarily of a physical uh, quality as we understand the water down here. It is more of a spiritual quality. But nevertheless, just like this planet cannot survive without water, we need to drink. If we do not have water, we, we very well know the repercussions. Um, certainly for South Africans, we are, we, we are understanding it quite profoundly when it comes to Cape Town. Um, water nourishes, uh, nourishes us physically. Um, it is something that is essential to our bodily system. The majority of our bodies are made up of water. But the same analogy as water being so very, very important to physical existence, we have the Sham Mayim, those heavens, those seven firmaments where we find the angels, where we find the Gehenim, where we find, you know, all, all the spiritual concepts that we have discussed today. There is, it's, it's necessary there and there is a spiritual sustenance that is, that is fed and it, it, it's fluid. It's spiritually fluid energetically as down here, it is 
um, water is fluid. What's also very interesting is that we are taught and we'll learn about it in far greater terms um, later when we start understanding the creation of Adam. But one of the teachings that um, is taught at the creation of Adam is that Adam was a composite. He was a microcosm of the world at large, meaning that everything that God created, every element, every every concept, every absolutely everything that was created in the world at large is found in the human being. We are an olam katan. We are a small world. In its entirety, that's why it says if somebody goes and, God forbid, kills another person, it is as if he has killed the entire world. And, of course, the opposite is true. If that we, if we go and we, we, um, we save a life, it is as if we have saved the whole world because each and every single one of us is a world. Now, interestingly, just as the world is um, – just as the world is 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 80% water interestingly our physical bodies show that we are 80% water the our our bodies cannot survive without hydration we can survive without food it probably would be a very unpleasant certainly unpleasant uh, situation but we can survive without food, but we cannot, under any circumstance, survive without water. And as we are mimicking the physical world, so too we are mimicking the spiritual world where water is akin to the concept of Torah, the spiritual energy that, that vivifies all, all the worlds and, 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 and the energy that flows through everything. We need water physically to sustain us. We also need the water, the, 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 the energy of Torah to sustain us as well. And somebody who chooses to live their life in this world just on a, on a physical level, on a, on a very practical, this is what you see, this is what you get, um, attitude is, is, is starving themselves, is uh, dehydrating themselves from the tremendous energy and, and, and worlds that are Above us, around us, I'm not exactly sure um, on a spiritual concept how the, how they are found, but they are certainly alive along with us. And all of those worlds and the angels and everything that was that that was created on the second day is really part of our existence. And there is a communication. That is why there are many things that we do in this world that mimic, like the. Kedusha. So this is the second day of creation, not completely Kitov, simply because um, there was there was no completion to the day's work, and this is why Monday is not the greatest day. But hey, sitting here on High FM teaching Torah makes this day just great, and uh, I hope that I have given you um, a little bit of insight into the day's creations. What is it that we can take away from from this teaching today, well, one, well, if you're in a bad mood, just blame it on Monday. Um, but on a more serious level, um, one of the things that we've got to realize is that um, divisiveness, strife, creating machloikas, creating um, you know, divisions amongst people is not a healthy thing. God didn't see it that way, and certainly we shouldn't see it this way. So perhaps to make Monday a better day, how about just thinking if you have a ferribel or you have an upset or you have something where, you know, maybe things haven't gone exactly your way, try go make peace. Because only when there is peace does God say, Kitov. And on that note, I wish each and every one of you 
a wonderful Monday, a wonderful week, and I will be back same place, same time next week.